Kittitas is on the lake. Roosevelt 35-yard line with Ross back in the shotgun. He takes the snap from Sheely. Off to the right. Might pitch it. Nope. Hits the line of scrimmage. He gets held up for a second. Nope. He breaks the tackle. Breaks another one. There he goes. No one's in front of him. To the 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Coyote. Bulldogs looking to punch one in here. Bugney takes a snap. Rolls out. Looking for a receiver wide open. And Dias open the catch. He's gone. Nobody else to beat. Touchdown, Bulldogs. Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, joined here by Sammy Henderson. Sammy, you're looking good in person, Thank buddy. you. It's good to be back in person. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, baby. We have a John's here with us in spirit. He couldn't make it, uh, but we got some fun with John when he comes back on the podcast. We're going to leave the cliffhanger on that one. But, Sammy, it's so good to be back talking sports. We yes. are flying through the fall right now we're about to hit october uh we're sitting here in the trailer big country studios watching the mariners who actually have a lead at the moment um there's so much to talk about right now but sammy we went from the last podcast talking about how it was one of the best weekends in sports you can't get any better than that to one of the worst weekends but it's not the worst for you sammy because uh and i promised that i'd play this (laughs) (laughs) there it is I don't even know the words of this one, Sammy. I don't know the words either, but it was every year that I played NCAA football. I made sure the team I created had that fight song. It just shows up on here. Bow down to Washington. Just bow down. Everybody bow down. This makes it sweeter. You can turn that down so I can fully hear (laughs) that the Cougs just redefined Cougged it in a way that just was special as a UW fan. That was and horrible. I, and I don't get on you a lot, but that was like, that so was let me walk you through. We were talking earlier about, <laughs> you know, seeing the score. I was at soccer, <laughs> at soccer this weekend and I get into my car and I'm just looking, I'm like, I haven't seen any football scores yet. And I go and it's got the top 25 and right there first, it's like Washington state, Oregon. I want to say they were up by 12 yeah. or something like that with like maybe four minutes yeah. left. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I was like, these, man, this is awesome. Like, there was part of We're me that was like, Oregon. this is awesome. Like, awesome. I hate Oregon so much. Hate- I was kind of okay with Washington State winning. Didn't matter to me. Yeah. Didn't care. But then I get home, and it had been like an hour later. I didn't even know, and I was just going through the scores again, and I was jaw-dropped yep. and shocked and immediately texted you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. It's like my response back to you was. Yes. Oh, as a fan. Take it your side, because I didn't watch any of the game. Didn't see any of it. I listened to it. Yes. It was the most exciting day ever, until they give up 21 points or whatever it was in four minutes. Four. I got out of the Harrow bed with a lead. I checked the hay. I talked to my uncle. I told him, hey, the Cougars are going to win this game. I get back in the Harrow bed. Wasn't out very long. Cougars are losing, and within minutes, lost the Did game. Did I see 29 points they scored in the fourth quarter? It was something ridiculous. Was there turnovers? Uh we had a okay when we I'm trying to figure out how you have the ball that many times in a quarter. Oh my gosh, it's the Cougars and the Ducks. Um, okay, the Oregon's offense decided to start working in the fourth quarter. I mean, as from the radio and Chazanow and Alex Brink, past guest of the pod. Um, Brink, 
Alex Brink was on. No way. Yes, yeah, he was one of the first was, apple, first Apple Cups we had. Was that BS before Sammy? B, yeah, it was BS. Yeah. <laughs> before, <laughs> before Sammy. Because um, I would have loved to ask that guy. If you, I'm, you're uh, probably good I wasn't Well, here. he was a Husky killer, so just, well, three out of four. Three out of four Apple Cups. We'll take Most it. winningest quarterback in the Apple Cup. Really? In yeah. Wazoo history? Yeah, because he hit three or four of them. I think he won. Well, that's a big deal. It was great. Um, yeah, the end of the Doba era. Anyways, uh, where were we going with this? We went. They went up. Oregon, Oregon scores. Go, we yeah. still have a lead. More than a touchdown. We're going to be okay. And I believe it, it's they either scored another touchdown and then a pick six, or it's a pick six and then a touchdown. Mm. And a four and out. You get the ball back. You just have to run the clock out. You have a lead. And the first play, they lose like five yards. And they three and out right away. Didn't run any time off the clock. And it was just the ultimate. I'm never going to say it, but they did it. What you are all thinking right now. Right. And it, oh, it's sad because, like, I'm in the, I'm on the, I hate Oregon. I hate Oregon more than Washington. 100%. And I was like, man, we're going to get there. I'm like, I was kicking myself for not buying my RV pass for the Apple Cup already because prices are just going to go up because UW's winning. The Cougs are going to be undefeated. We're both going to be going to the Pac 12 championship game, is my hopes, because we're all in the same. Right, there's no right. longer conferences within our conference. And, we're there. I still like the Cougs, though. You know what? They they can play. They're competitive. Yeah. That's that's what I that's what I'll say. And I say the same thing about the Huskies right now mm-hmm. with where they've gone because I don't know how good Michigan State is. Yeah. I don't. They didn't look good against UW. Mm-hmm. They didn't look good last week. I think they just got beat back to back games. Yeah. And so Kent State looked to be pretty good. They scored the most points on Georgia's given up the mm-hmm. entire year. They scored in one game. So they're both very good football teams. Yeah. I don't know if they're you know, going to take a one loss, you know, yeah. or it's going to be two or three. But at this point, I do know they're quality football teams. Yep. And they got some players that if you are a good team and you don't play well, they could beat you. Mm-hmm. If we went out and you guys win to the Apple Cup, and it, we'll be in, both of us. Yeah, so that we just won't need to play the Apple Cup. No, it'd be cool to play back-to-back weeks of that. Could you imagine that? I would hate it as a coach. If I knew I was playing the same team back-to-back. I know. We had back-to-back that, we, rivalry weeks? We had that issue in our soccer tournament in Spokane. It was the same thing. I will just say, if that happens, thank God we don't have Mike Leach anymore. <laughs> we we have big dickered energy. I will say, I think, and I'm not, I haven't followed DeBoer at UW right. yet. I do think both programs now have a coach like what we got here at Central who right. builds culture and right. accountability. Right. And I love it because you're seeing the outcome with the Cougs right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And the Huskies have turned it around real fast. Absolutely. And it, quick, you know, yeah. like you'd expect, you'd expect, I expected you to, to struggle for the next few years before. Yeah. Uh, and so to see, you know, but it, transfer portal is amazing. Oh, what yeah. you can do because Michael Penix is an absolute stud. Yeah. And he was a stud at Indiana and he was, Took them to people thought they were going to win the Big Ten championship, yeah. and then he was a Heisman hopeful through like seven eight weeks, and then they had to play Michigan, Ohio State, and mm-hmm. you know fell off, and then he hurt himself towards ACL, and uh, you know hadn't played, but he was made a name for himself at Indiana as yeah. like top notch quarterback, pretty good. And I would I would say moving to UW was a great, mm-hmm. it's a big program. Yeah. Uh, but not, you know, like USC or something like that, where yeah. a guy with his talent could come with athletes that you could get in the Pac-12 and do yeah. some damage. <laughs> what was the McAfee on College Game Day called USC the the 
University of Southern California transfer portal Trojan, Trojans. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so true. It's true, man, because, I mean, I, I don't even know the number, but how many had committed or transferred yeah. from Oklahoma to USC would be an interesting number to find out because well, Lincoln Riley seems like the type of dude you'd want to play for. Yeah, it's just a matter of. Right. Well, and I was really bummed about that one. I got done working. I get home. I'm like, well, at least the Beavers are actually beating USC. I'll watch this game and make me happy. And the, I was I turned the Husky game on. I like to call it the Poodles at Mutt Lake. I might have called it to you, but actually, I probably didn't say it Saturday because we I knew it was coming. Um, but uh, that was a blowout, so I watched this game and I was so excited. And they did the same thing the Cougs did, and they lost yeah. it in the last five yeah, minutes. It's Oregon State's for real. Yeah, they, there's some quality football in the yeah. Pac-12. And I think the Big Ten screwed up and took the wrong schools because I believe the Cougars probably have a higher attendance than the UCLA. You see those those pictures of Bad. UCLA? It was awful. Like it, it reminded me of like uh, the Marlins games yeah. way back, where it was just like they have this giant stadium, and it was like half of it's roped off because <laughs> they're not going to fill it anyways. Yeah, the LCSC Mud Dogs. That was awful. I wonder <laughs> why that is. Is it? I think it was like a heat stretch. Wasn't it hotter Hades down is. there the last couple of weeks? Uh, California's getting weird. I it, don't know. Well, I think that has something to do with it. Because right. I wonder if USC's numbers are at home. But USC's fine. If UCLA, you have 100-degree weather, play your freaking games. I guess I know TV dictates that. but Private school, man. They do yeah, whatever they want. I don't like those guys. Go to the Big Ten. Go freeze your butt I've off at the end of the year. I always loved USC. Even as a Pac-12 guy, I loved USC. Really? I think part of it was like the, you know, the USC growing up for me, well, like in high school, was like Reggie Bush. yeah. Matt Liner, Carson Palmer, and uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Like, mm. that's just Pete Carroll. Like, yeah. I've never had an issue with You that. talked about the NCAA football game. That mm-hmm. was one of the reasons I hated USC, because that damn band kept going off. <laughs> that's right. Bah, bah, whatever it is. Yeah, no, I know bah, what you're bah, talking bah, bah, about. Or is that the UW band? Yeah. I don't know. I hate them, too. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> and no. Central, Central was on a bye this week, yeah. college, keeping the college football theme. They were on a bye after beating Simon Fraser handily. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week they have... West Eastern New Mexico, yeah. right? And uh, should I would say they're next to they got Eastern New Mexico, Western Oregon mm-hmm. uh, before they go up against Midwestern State. Is that here? Is, I don't know. It's going to be on a football field. It's going to be on a football field that <laughs> goes north south. <laughs> Guaranteed somewhere. In, um. And uh, that's so it's a big week for them after a bye. Um, you know, I can say this, but they can't. Uh, they they should win these next two games. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see them win them handily. If they if they struggle against either team, I'm going to be really worried go, going into Midwestern yeah. State. Um, well, they're just but, resume builders. But I, here's the thing, mm-hmm. uh, Central. I still just like we talked in cultural, but I don't know fully what to make of them yet. Right. You know, Ferris State. You can you can throw that out the window. Mm-hmm. Ferris State's a good football team. You don't know how you're going to look against against them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simon Fraser, you're supposed to. You're supposed to win, you know. Right. You know, and they did their job there. Right. And I never take the score of that game to indicate anything mm-hmm. because uh, they coaches have been in there long enough to know, like, we don't need to score eighty. We don't have to prove anything against Simon Fraser. We don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Western New Mexico could be really good. Yeah. We, you know, we played a hard fought game with them, but then they played a hard fought game with Western Oregon, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, we better be a class above Western Oregon. You hope so. So uh, I don't know what to make fully. So. Um, but that's kind of my interpretation these next two weeks. They don't if if they're not handily winning these next couple games, I'm gonna be worried about Midwestern State. 
might need to be worried. They actually have rodeo on their men's women's sports on their website. I'm seeing yeah. it there. So I don't know. Might be a little <laughs> and Midwestern's <laughs> struggling too. Midwestern's struggling. Yeah. They have not been able to win convincingly um, against anybody, uh, anybody of note. Uh, New Mexico Andrew, Highlands. Yeah. Yeah, that yep. right. They they don't have anything on their schedule, and even the games that they've won, they've struggled with some teams mm-hmm. that um, that I wouldn't assume that they would struggle with as well. So yeah. hey, where their where their homecoming game? Uh, you know what? They're gonna, let's go. Whip they're going to be distracted. Let's go wipe their butts with that one. We'll highlight that game here in a little bit. Absolutely, but that's a that is it's almost a big fu. Right. Someone makes you the homecoming game. Right. Well, sometimes it's just the weekend that's open. You know, yeah, I guess that's a good point. It falls on that weekend, which we'll get into that in the high school roundup of the. I believe it's Kid House's homecoming game this Friday. And really, they play Cleelum Roslyn in the big rivalry. That's game. a big time game to have a homecoming. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But we'll see how that works out for both sides. There'd be a but. lot of emotions on the line. Oh yeah, you assume so. Somebody not going to the homecoming with you on a date, and then you got a football game, and then. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that could be going on that day. There's a lot going on. It was young. <laughs> yeah, right. I know baseball season. Did I win dates King got or answered. Queen? Did yeah. I, you know, like, there's oh. a lot on the line. That guy won it. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I didn't win that one. Oh. And the Mariners just scored another run. And that's another thing before we, we're going to get on the call with our Bulldog insider, Jonathan Gordon. Dun, dun, dun. And we have had the Mariners just completely collapse and going into the playoffs. Haven't clinched yet. Luckily, we're... I'm not gonna. We're winning at the moment in the third inning on a what, what day is this? We Wednesday haven't night, the clinched, but it's kind of one of those. As long as somebody else doesn't get hot and we don't lose out, luckily Baltimore traded the deadline. They keep losing. Right, we're probably going to be in. Yeah, um, it's whether or not we have a chance to improve. Where we're, we're limping, at. limping right, into right. the playoffs. Uh, it's kind of yeah. It's too bad because. You'd love to be clinched right now, setting up your starters for next. Oh, hundred percent. You you would, but. You're in the conversation. Like, yeah. this is your, your goal is to make the playoffs. Right. Every team's goal is to make the playoffs, however that looks. You're there. You're giving yourself a chance. And you know what? This team in, like, a, a three-game series, even if it's on the road, like, the drama that's all there mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Because let's see. They, they, Robbie Ray threw last night. In our break, I'm going to look up this and see where things are looking up yeah. for us. Because... Uh, I'd be curious. Obviously, it's going to be Castillo, Ray, and probably Logan Gilbert, I would assume. Yes. In our three starters. Mm-hmm. And granted, they've had some struggles lately, but you know what? I feel like once this team clinches, the sphincter release is going to be simple, and baseball is going to become simple again for these guys, and baseball is just going to be Right. They're going to go back to doing what they're doing. Is my hopes and dreams, my heart speaking a little bit there, but <laughs> I kind of feel like that it might be that. Maybe it's getting to them. They're a young team. Maybe this they're is good for team. them, though, Sammy, because you know we're what? signing but, people but for the long. But we still have things to fight for. You know, that's right. the thing. Is It's not we're just hanging on to the last spot. We have a chance to host Yeah, that that it's that mini series, right? Very important. Right, which, is, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's not out of the question. No. So you get hot. Not you never only do you secure your spot, but you improve your chances. And those all those guys are playing each other in the right. Eastern Division. Right. But Beat each other up, please. Uh, yeah, everybody start losing. I think right. they were a lot losing tonight. Um, but, yeah, no, I just, I'm a big, we need to get healthy. I need this to go in. Granted, the teams we've been playing have been all rookies that just got called up, and they're playing for their baseball lives. Oh, they're playing their hearts out, man. So, um, scrolling through Facebook the other night before we move on to Jonathan, uh, and I was going through someone's snap or Facebook story. Mr. Tanner Swanson, mm-hmm. congratulations on Lynch and congratulations to Tanner. 
I know not everybody here is a Yankee fan, but congratulations to you, sir. Uh, East Division champions, you're going to the playoffs, and it was a pretty cool scene. That's was, awesome. Uh, and what's also cool is he got to witness history. Tonight. Today, as Judge hit 61. Yeah, he did. And did you see the fan miss the, miss the fly ball? No. He had his glove and everything and just couldn't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy's not going to sleep all night. That was money in his pocket right there. He's going to end up on the you had one job. Right. <laughs> if I had caught that, that would have been on eBay the next day. Yeah, I'm, right then no, walking out. you're not getting it. Who judge. wants it? I need a mill, judge. Can't, FYI, yeah. Yankees, I need a mill. Yeah, if not, because I'm getting mill somewhere. Yeah, someone's going to pay Someone's going to pay me more than you're about to pay me. So. I better be watching the playoffs from the dugout. Right, or mm-hmm. lifelong season tickets. I would take either one. That pretty, that would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty phenomenal. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think we need to talk any Seahawk football, so let's uh, yeah, take please. A, let's take a quick break. I'd rather not, and we'll get Jonathan on the call. Awesome. Are you a company looking to support local athletic coverage? If so, think about sponsoring the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out via email to Eric at BigCountryMedia.net to find out more information. Whether it's the main sponsor of our sports podcast, getting a company shout out on the new 2022 YouTube video series, sponsoring our monthly rodeo podcast is just a great way to help support local coverage of all local sports and rodeo from our great Kittitas Valley. Please check us out on our social media by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk, or again, reach out via email to eric at bigcountrymedia.net. All right, folks, we're back with our high school roundup for this week in this episode. Joined on the phone by our Ellensburg CWAC insider, Jonathan Gordon. Thanks for coming back. Glad we didn't scare you off. Hey, no problem. Glad, always glad to get, be on with you fellas, especially now you got Sam back in the studio. Yes. Yeah, trade him for John. Not, not just, <laughs> he's a dear friend. That's yeah. that's what he is. Sure. You guys have been through the course of battle together. We've battled. We've been in the all, trenches. All different types of battles. We've spent hours in the same office? Yeah. In the oh, same, same hotel field. room? Yeah. Same, <laughs> same car for hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been all over. Yes. So we had a big week this week. Let's see the Bulldogs. Got to watch a little bit of that game on NFHS. Uh, they won. Football-wise, uh, where do we want to jump in right now? Well, I say we start Ellensburg football. Okay. I mean, that's that's our valley. That's what, we, that's what we we're all about here, and they – but correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, 36-0, is that right? 39, yeah. 39-0, yeah, which yes. is how you'd – seeing how Grandview has uh, played against teams, that's where you'd kind of want to be is blanking them because that's kind of what the, the people that you're hoping to mm-hmm. to beat, that's what they're doing to them. So it was a good win for Ellensburg. Exactly, yeah. They, uh, the Bulldogs played pretty well in, in all facets, and, and again, you know, Grandview – did not bring a ton to the table. They were coming off a 54 nothing loss to Prosser the week before. And, uh, you know, and I think, you know, going into that game, you know, Ellens were coming off of two, you know, two wins against, uh, you know, some closer to home rivals and, and Davis and then, uh, and then Sela, um, you know, they kind of, you know, took that momentum with them and, and, uh, and got on, got on the Greyhounds early and, and, uh, you know, it through, got some, uh, some of the younger kids, uh, into the game later on and, uh, so certainly nice to see them turn around. Uh, you know, that, that first uh, first game at home Labor Day weekend against Zell when they uh, 
uh, you know, hung with the Leopards in the first half and then uh, kind of let it, you know, slip away in the second half. I think we got outscored about 34 to 7 in the second half. I remember that uh, that game. So to come back, you know, win a real sloppy game against Davis and double overtime and then, uh, you know, get a, you know, pretty commanding uh, win against Seal on the road. And then, of course, you know, again, as we, as we mentioned last week against Grandview, uh, a team that you know they sh- they should beat handily and probably could have beaten them by more than you know more than the 39 point margin. Um, I think we were <laughs> we were checking to see uh, you know how soon is the running clock implemented. And, you know that's kind of what the discussion we were having late in the first half. So um, certainly a good win for them, but uh, they got a they've got a gauntlet of of three rough weeks, maybe even four mm-hmm. you know, in a row coming up. You know they've got they go to Prosser this week. Um, you know, most things are doing their normal process things from a football standpoint. They're ranked number four from the RPI this week. They just beat Aberdeen by 38 at home last weekend in a non-league game. Um, and so it's going to be a real tough challenge for the Bulldogs this week. And then they step out of conference play, go to Wenatchee, uh, you know, a 4 school next week. And, you know, Panthers are, are one and three right now. I think I, I was just looking there. They had like 42 in the RPI in the in one of the forays, and I think there's only uh, I think Pascal and Howard and Davis are ones from the you know CBBN uh, that are that are below them in the RPIs. But um, you know, so that'll be a tough matchup. And then coming home for for Othello for a you know homecoming game, uh, you know the Huskies, you know they beat Seattle 70 to seven last week, um, and uh, you know they're, they're three and one. Uh, you know, with their only loss coming against Royal. So uh, three real tough matchups there in then East Valley, uh, you know, on the road the following week, which, you know, in most years would probably say that's a, that's a, a Bulldog win, but East Valley's 4-0 and they're in the top 10 in the RPI right now. So uh, well, let's, let's talk be- about, let's talk about that for a little bit. So we've got some, some teams at the top. You got East Valley and Prosser who are undefeated. Right. Um, also undefeated one, but they're one and zero in conference. And you got Ellensburg and Othello who are two and zero in conference, both three and one. Yep. And I was trying to go through. I'm like, okay, who's where are we at? It's four weeks. It's tough. We got a couple of common opponents. But me personally, looking at just scores, um, was looking at Othello as maybe the scariest team in the in the conference. Their their lone loss came to Royal, fourteen zero, which seemed like a tough. And Royal is you know just from reputation like. That's not necessarily a bad loss for a two A team to take. Just lost their first game in how many years? Right. Royal City, yeah. right? And you know, beating Connell. Connell historically really good. Looks like maybe right. they've fallen off a little bit. But just yeah. from, I would say, strength is schedule wise. Othello, I think, has got everybody beat, and their one loss is one that you know I don't really, you know, Royal on a championship year is as good as a lot of two A schools out there. Easily, yeah, yeah, I mean, some, some three and four and so on, but, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, certainly I'll tell you know, they, um, you know, again, they started off, you know, with, with Kyle on the road, clobbered them, you know, and then, uh, you know, the Royal game, because that was when I was going to the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, gave up two touchdowns there in Freda. Um, I think that one came down to that came down to the wire. I think a missed conversion even uh, made by Fred at the at the end of that one uh, enabled a fellow to sneak away with with the road win there. And then of course, you know, I think they, they kind of took out some of their uh, their frustrations of the close game uh, against Fred and the, the loss to Royal kind of took that out on Sela, who's you know who we you know have seen is is not a not their best not a season. Yeah, not a not a formidable 
that point uh, really this year, at least compared to years past. And right, it's not a good, it's not a good gauge. And but and that was the one thing with the Othello schedule is I look at that afraid of game, and I'm like, you know, that wasn't as impressive as I thought it would be after how you took care of Connell and, and played well against Royal because afraid has sure. been struggling right. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and, you know, leading up to their game against us, you know, fellows, they're at Grandview this week. And then they host Prosser. Did we lose him? Uh oh. Jonathan Gordon. I'm here. Hey, there, there he is. You, you cut out for a second. And right so after you bummer. talked about them, <laughs> Sorry about that. You t- right when you said uh, Othello's Prosser. going to Prosser. Yeah, so Othello has Prosser for homecoming uh, the week before they come to Ellensburg. So we'll see if they get you know beat up a little bit physically uh, you know, in that game. Uh, that should be a real good one. And that's probably no disrespect to East Valley, but I still think Othello Prosser are the top two teams in the conference. And, and so that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. It is an Othello, uh, you know, for, for homecoming. And, and uh, but that's, again, we're not, you know, that's that's leading up to, to when they come to Ellensburg. Uh, you know, on, on October 14th. Right. The so the, the next couple of weeks are really going to gonna shake things out a little bit, and then you're still going to have East Valley potentially um, still, you know, trying to show. And I think, what were they ranked, fifth? Mm-hmm. In the, East Valley East Valley's tied for seventh in the RPI this week. Was it Prosser yeah, they, fifth? Prosser was four. Four, yep. okay. And then East, East Valley was tied with Black Hills for seventh. But, you know, and that's the thing, you know, we're talking about, you know, is, uh, you know, so East Valley's upcoming schedule, not to, you know, go off of the the Bulldogs or whatnot, but no, it's good. they don't play. They don't play the, the traditionally the three toughest teams in the conference. They don't play them until the last three weeks of the season, and two of those games are on the road, right? Uh, at, yeah, at Prosser, home for Ellensburg, and that at Othello the end of the year. So they, you know, to say that they haven't been truly been tested yet is is probably a fair statement. I think Nefreda obviously was the, the closest game for you know for them with that one going to overtime and they ended up East Valley ended up winning them with a two point conversion in OT. So um yeah it'd be interesting to see how things shake out again at the end of the day I think you know I think you're looking at I think Prosser Othello and East Valley are probably the top three. Um you know and, and I think if I if my recollection is is correct from uh, conversations I've heard is is the CWAC is going to go back to a crossover, probably going to go back to a crossover situation with uh, Gettysville Can League uh, and to determine, you know, three, the three uh, WIA state births, mm-hmm. um, you know, in which case maybe you got, uh, you know, our number three would go to the, the GSL number one. Uh, I think GSL number two would host the CWAC number two. And then, of course, the GSL number three would, would come, you know, to the CWAC number one. I think that's that's how it was. Who's proposed to shake out uh, again? I don't have full confirmation that, uh, that they're going with a group crossover, but that's the, the last that I'd heard as far as that's concerned. So, um, you know, as opposed to what was last year, it was you know two CWAC and one GSL uh, winning the state with no with no crossover matchup. So, you know, potentially you get three you know CWAC teams in, potentially you get three GSL teams in, or sometime. So, uh, so we're our, we're talking uh, an extended season, playing a couple more games. That would be a, yeah. That would be a week uh, week ten situation. So that's November fourth and fifth mm-hmm. uh, is is what that would look like. And you know, and what's been what's happened in the past is even back to when the CWAC was in divisions, which was up up until you know sixteen through nineteen. Um, you know, you would have teams that hey, if if they're not playing for the CWAC championship for postseason birth purposes, you would still have them. You know, let's say crossover. So you're 
fourth place team in the North division will play the fourth place team from the South division or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, to, so they're getting a 10th game in, uh, you know, it'd be a non-conference affair. So just again, opportunities to participate that additional week, um, even though there's no, there's no postseason on the horizon you know, beyond that. And, and, and I think that's, that's kind of the plan this year. Of course, the, you know, CWAC is, is, you know, one seven team conference versus two divisions. Um, but the, the GSL is also a seven-team conference, and so mm-hmm. likelihood is you could see even if a team's not in the top three in their uh, in their conference at the end of the regular season, that they could end up matching up with a with a comparable team from the GSL. Um, and I'm not sure how the you know the home and away would be the, you know decided on that. Probably two two GSL teams between fourth and seventh would host and, and then two CWAC teams between fourth and seventh would host. So I don't think that's fully been ironed out yet, but uh, I would anticipate, you know, seeing an additional game week 10, uh, you know, for the Bulldogs, regardless, uh, regardless of if it's for uh, an opportunity to advance the state or not. So. Right, right, right. Awesome. I, li- I love crossovers. <laughs> Fan. See some crazy things happen. Absolutely. Well, take us to the hardwood. How's the Bulldog volleyball team looking? Uh, one of the teams doing all right. They uh, they are uh, they're four and three overall as far as counting uh, contests are concerned. Why I say that is um, they they were at the Sundome Festival a couple weeks ago, uh, and that's a you know that was a thirty two team uh, tournament, uh, and those those contests were best two out of three. So those don't count towards the overall win loss record. Um, you know, the last time we spoke, I think they were playing uh, at Chelan. Uh, which would have been their second contest there. They actually got swept by uh, by Shalane with the 1A school. Uh, but Shalane ended up winning the the 32 team uh, larger school uh, tournament at the at the Sundome. You know, two days later. Right. So um, pretty dang so good team. Pretty good team, and of course they'd open with West Valley. Actually, Shalane beat West Valley for the title of that of that tournament, if I recall correctly. Um, but Bulldogs had gotten. Uh, they, they beat Thomas 2-0. They, they split with Tijuana and Burlington Edison. Um, and, and so ended up getting the number one seed out of their pool. They faced Chelan again and lost to them in three sets. I think it was even 18-16 in the third set. Mm-hmm. And which would have advanced them in championship bracket play. They ended up uh, then beating Lakeside and Nine Mile Falls, uh, you know, in, in consolation, uh, in a play from that tournament. So, Again, they they kind of turned the corner a little bit after that the rough uh, first couple of non-conference matches, and since then, you know, back in county matches, they they earned three zero sweeps um, in three consecutive matches, and and actually they had a real real busy week last week. They played four county matches in five days. I between, saw that between Tuesday at East Valley when they opened league, and then they had they were at Grandview Thursday, at Aaron Quarters on Friday, and at Burlington Edison on Saturday. They lost to to BE in four sets. Um, but then bounced back nicely in the home opener last night against Prof with a, a three net sweep, and so. Um, and, and they faced BE in in state before, right? That's you're you're probably thinking basketball from last year. I'm probably sure they probably they probably faced the Tigers in state uh, rival action before, but uh, but that's certainly the you know the most recent uh, memory of Ellensburg versus Billington Edison. But thing is, they've already seen each other twice this year. Once at the Sundome. Once you know in that non-conference matchup in Burlington, and then and then Ellensburg is actually going back to uh, back up to Burlington to compete in BE's tournament uh, October fifteenth, um, and so that's you know they'll see a lot of each other, uh, you know, which is you know certainly more in 
a non-conference than you probably would, you know, would see even some of these conference uh, opponents that they're going to face this year, not going to see them three times. So, um, it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, uh, they do have the, the open date tomorrow as far as the conference schedule is concerned. So they can be able to rest a little bit after. But their but their next two games are against some teams that have some really good records. Correct. Yes. At CELA, uh, CELA I think was ranked ninth. I think they were top five in the RPI uh, that came out uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, that's their next match is, is down there. Uh, next Tuesday, the fourth, and then they host Ephraim on the sixth. And you know, and Ellsbury, of course, tied for the the regular season title on the CWAC last year at eleven and one. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting the number one seed based on the number draw, which is how they you know break those ties with each team. You know, they split the season series, and uh, Ephraim ended up you know getting the number, you know winning the district title and and getting the higher seed to state, and then and both teams got out there, but. Again, I you know if you're looking at it from a uh, a greater perspective, the CWAC, I really see it, it really seems like it's going to be a three team race. I think you mm-hmm. see Lake Freda, Ellensburg. Uh, that's that's the order that they're ranked in as far as the state you know state rankings are concerned right now, and and uh, you know so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how things turn out. You know, then the the Bulldogs you know will finally get to have some some home matches. Uh, you know, right. coming up, it's kind of every other every other match the rest of the way uh, or date on the schedule. At least is, is alternating away and home, and so uh, certainly an opportunity to go out and, and, and see them play. Uh, they've got some you know some significant height. You know, if you've looked at the roster, you know they've got six 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 four six two. Of course, they're probably their best player, uh, Abby Harrell, the reigning offensive player of the year, the reigning conference player of the year. Um, I think she verbal to Villanova, if I remember correctly, uh, outside hitter and, and so on. So, uh, you know, again, a lot of height and, uh, you know, expect some, some more good things to come from them as the season, you know, hits the, the second half and, and uh, approaches the postseason. Well, we're getting close to our, our, our time here, but uh, to wrap this up, let's get uh, any updates on Ellensburg soccer real quick. Sure, sure can. Uh, Bulldogs struggling a little bit. Uh, of course, last year, you know, they were they were uh, ruling the roost, if you will, uh, you know, in, in conference play until uh, you know until they got you know beaten the last two minutes to conceal in the district uh, district tournament, and then mm-hmm. ended up losing to East Valley, at, uh, excuse me, West Valley, Spokane State. Um, yeah, I was struggling a little bit. They opened the year with two uh, two wins in a row, but have lost the last four. Got out uh, outscored by Casimir on the road, five one. Uh, lost at Grandview 3-2, uh, lost to Sela at home uh, 1-0, and then lost to Othello uh, on Monday night. I believe it was 3-1. And so uh, they've had uh, yeah had a little bit of a, a rough stretch lately. Um, and uh, East Valley seems to be the cream of the crop in the conference. I think they've already had a game and a half lead, and they've only played four, uh, four league games, I think. And so, right. uh, you know, certainly they are East Valley proving the team to beat. Ellsberg has not played the Red Devils yet. They've still got two matchups with them, uh, the first in Yakima and the 15th uh, in Ellsberg. So uh, going to be inter- interesting to see uh, Ellsberg actually uh, I said they've played at home. Um, I think tomorrow was actually their first on-campus game that they've played. They uh, played the first two games at the CW Recreation Complex, mm-hmm. and then actually last Saturday's game with Sela was was played on the CW Soccer Field. I think there's there's been some um, 
not facility issues. I'm not sure exactly uh, the specifics on that, but to where they needed to move it, uh, move it off campus, but are still unable to go home games. So hopefully they'll be able to bounce back. Uh, you know, they've got you know they've got some young talent. Uh, they've got some veterans as well. Um, but uh, you know, right now, I mean, they're sitting, you know, sitting seventh from the conference, uh, and and that would that would have them on the outside looking in. It's not a familiar spot for, for it's not, ab- soccer. Ab- absolutely not. So hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll uh, they'll start putting it all together and and uh, be able to get you know bounce back, get a couple wins. Uh, they're you know and they're already approaching the second half of league play, and so uh, you know now now would be an optimal time for them to to turn around and. You know, and hopefully at least get into the district tournament and, and see where it goes from there. And while we're still on a high school, I'd like while we have Jonathan here as mm-hmm. well, uh, we talked about a commit, but yeah. we had a big one. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah, I Gavin saw him Mars, today. Oregon State commit. Uh, I did which, see that. which is pretty awesome. And I, I remember thinking the, the whole time, you know, on Twitter, he would post his, uh, you know, official visits and there would be some smaller schools. I'm like, man, I think. I think you're a power five, like someone in the power five, you could, should come after you and, um, chase up based on size and skill set alone. Yeah. And, uh, so I was very happy to see that, that that's where he landed. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, it's funny, I actually ran into him at, uh, I think it was at seven 11 a couple of weeks ago. And I, he'd just come back from a visit at, uh, at Wyoming where of course, former bulldog, and Wildcat and a bunch of stops along like Coleman Sparling and, uh, and Mark uh, Rogers and Mark Rogers. You're right. Yep. Mark Rogers, but, uh, you know, Coleman Sparling is helping out, uh, at University of Wyoming and he and Gavin had just come back from a, a visit there and sounded like it had gone well. And, uh, but it looks like he had his visit at Oregon state last weekend and, and, and signed right after that. So certainly, uh, um, being an Oregon native and Oregon State fan, uh, you know, I'm glad to <laughs> glad to see that. But but certainly to you know to see the success of you know our local student athletes going on and competing at the college level, especially if they can get that that Division One opportunity, um, you know, it should be good things. And and Coach Tinkle, uh, Wayne Tinkle down at Oregon State has been there quite a while, has has, uh, has helped them uh, do some great things. And so hopefully Gavin will. Uh, you know, fit into that mix. Uh, you know, I could maybe see him being, you know, redshirting starting out just from a, you know, get that, uh, you know, acclimated to the college game and, and I won't say put on, you know, put on the, a little bit of uh, the college muscle, if you will. But, uh, uh, but again, you know, it's exciting to, to, for him to have that opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, but he's still got a senior year. Let's not forget that, fellas. And, Absolutely. And, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, the Bulldogs are going to be relying on him to be a, a leader on the court this, uh, this winter, uh, losing some of their key scoring pieces from, uh, from last year. So. Absolutely, because, you know, Oregon State, I mean, other than being a baseball school, their basketball program's had some tra- tradition there. There's been a pretty big-name player come out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I walked past the, that Ellensburg boys basketball team at the county fair this year, and I thought, holy crap, those boys better <laughs> win some games this year because yeah. they had some height. They got the height, I was, but I but they're they're miss, they're going to miss Cade. Yep. They're going to miss Cade at the point guard position. Yep. And yep. Uh, we'll have to see who fills that role because like, they're going to need some production. Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. Well, before we before we jump off this one, we're gonna our our two B insider called in sick today, but uh, we're gonna cover a little bit. Just talk about the the big game happening out at Kittitas on huge, Friday night, huge local game, big time. Not only is it a rivalry game, it's Kittitas's homecoming game, like we mentioned before. Um, Coyotes two and two coming off a huge win big at win. Riverview, a win that I, I don't think a lot of people thought they were gonna do. Yeah, we pulled it up on Thursday night, and, and there they were winning it. Uh, NFHS has made a world of a difference of us following sports. It's become your Friday night. Yeah. 
Thursday night, Friday night, baby. I just I just know I I didn't get to watch any of the game. Uh, but seeing you and John, the the, yeah. the the just the pride you had being from Kittitas oh, yeah. and watching this game and like, oh, my gosh, like yeah. um, I, I could tell that it was a big win. Well, I know that I'm supposed to be a, a county sports guy right now on the podcast, You're but I do got my heart. coyote on my shirt you on even today. got me saying coyote, which That's I right. We're not coyotes, just coyotes. Uh, the Warriors are 0-4 going in this game, They had, but they've played some tough teams coming into this one. You know, the the – the game that you know where you see these teams match up is where Kittitas beat Manson. Right, Cleom loses to Manson. But uh, I think all things aside, you can't look at records in these games coming in, especially rivalry games. You don't know. Right. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like that night, but the emotions, the heart of this thing, uh, th- that could be the Appalachia State coming in. Grand Kid has <laughs> only two and two on this thing, but uh, you know that Riverview was ranked. Kid has is ranked number ten now in the RPI, and it's and just a, there's a, there's enough to this game that weird things can happen. And there's nothing like having a homecoming game with. Someone you consider like a neighbor, yeah. you know, yeah. like Cleelum, 20 miles, well, more like 26, 27 mm-hmm. out here <laughs> is not that far away. No. You know, and uh, it, it, so to have that is, is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. And, you know, coming over here, they're not going to be wanting to lay down. They're going to want to, this game could get chippy. It, it usually does. Cleelum wants to beat Kittitas's but Absolutely. Because forever, they were the 1A school, and then we right. saw the Kittitas's little brother, and we were always here saying, no, no, no. We do want to tease that we are going to have uh, Cleelum AD, uh, Haley Batur on our podcast next week, or the next time we record, and, and get the update on the Cleelum Sports. Fire it up. Uh, it, the game will be on the Kittitas Coyote Facebook page. So if you want to watch that game Friday night, go to the Kittitas County Coyote. Or Kittitas Coyote. I have a fan question. Fan question. Does... So, Kittitas, Cleon, do they have their own, like, Little League football, or is it all great kid in Ellensburg that they all play? That's a great question. Because the seven, these kids probably know each other. Oh, I bet they do. From playing football oh, together yeah. would be my thought. Absolutely. Because I can't think of Cleon having a football program. I don't think Kittitas does. They yeah. used to, but it's, it's all together now, I believe. Yeah, so probably great kids Well, and football. it's like baseball. You got, like, the, the two guys that are going to face off game one this year, baseball. You got uh, Connor Coles, probably, versus the uh, – uh, the name slipped my mind right now from Cleelum. The shortstop, he throws pretty well. Those two are buddies that play each other in the right, summertime. Right. So you're going to uh, get some of that in this game. Yeah, so it'll be a it'll be a good matchup. And and you know, uh, I know Jonathan can probably can talk about it because uh, it, it, rivalries anything can happen. And it's football, an injury. Unfortunately, hope there's no injuries for anybody. A right. uh, referee has a bad night. And next thing you know, don't have next nights. thing you know, the Cougs give up 21 in four minutes. So anything <laughs> can happen out there, right? So, but you know, I'm looking forward to watching that game. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's good, competitive, and a fun one to watch. Yeah. Okay, well, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back to wrap this thing up. Well, thank you again to Jonathan Gordon for being our CWAC Bulldog Insider. Uh, it's fun having him on the call this year. Mm-hmm. So. It, he's awesome dude so much insight so much information stuck mm-hmm. in his head yeah. and uh it's yeah it's fun to, to hear him go off and like i'm sure he has papers in front of him but b- having known him so long some of that's just off yeah. the top of his head he might have the papers but he ain't using them <laughs> it's uh, that's awesome he's 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 phenomenal i'm a communication major but i ain't a math guy so i can't be doing what he's doing um but no thank you again to jonathan and uh Let's wrap this thing up. We're just going to talk. Well, let's talk quickly. I believe you said something about Central Volleyballs playing Western. Western, yes. Big rivalry. Coach Andaya's got to be pumped up for that. Wildcats, uh, you know, not not doing their their 
they're not doing awful. You know, they're, I believe, 8-5, and five, mm-hmm. which is, you know, they always stack their preseason, and they had a good preseason record. Uh, it's conference where they got tripped. NNU, who's looking to be really good. They took a loss to Seattle Pacific, who's looking to be really good. And so you've got Anchorage, you got Western, you got Northwest Nazarene. That You know, usually the GNAC gets four, four, somewhere around four, three or four teams into the NCAA tournament. And so Central needs to prove that, one, they are one of those four teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need they need wins like this. They're playing 14th. I think it's 14th-ranked Western. Mm-hmm. So it's not just any game. They're they're ranked. They're nationally known. And, uh, you know, somewhere along the line between uh, Alaska Anchorage, Western, and NNU, they got to they gotta get a win. They got to steal one back. They got they could, took a loss to NNU. It'd be great to steal that one back and and get a game. Uh, it hell, it'd be great to get them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with where they're looking now, that you know these are the games that they need to steal. And it's going. They're going to Carver, uh, which is going to be a tough place to play and against a tough team. It, so um, I'm excited to see what goes down there. Though we we talked rivalries earlier in the pod and. Uh, you know, this one, uh, when it comes Central Western, mm-hmm. this is, uh, volleyball has become, you know, about as big as it gets. Um, and they're, they're two premier programs going at it. And they got the rivalry. Mario, we used to we used to go every every time they come to town, we hit the tab. Yeah. Like Western's in town. You didn't have to, the Western's here, Western lunch on it. I'm there, yeah. you know, and we go. And uh, so I know he gets up because he, he lived it. He yeah. Lived, he lived the rivalry when it was at its highest. And so it still means something to him. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that were rooted in the tradition. And so excited for for him and, and the girls to be a part of that. And I know that's going to be part of his message to them um, that that this is this is, you know, more than just a game at Central Western, mm-hmm. it means something. It means something to coach, and so I want it to mean something to you. Hundred percent. So, yeah, Lauren yeah. Herseth is on staff, and she feels the same way, guaranteed. Yeah. So we don't like those guys over there. No, we don't. Yeah. And sorry, I mean, no, I'll speak, <laughs> I'll speak for for Mario when he doesn't want to say it, but no, we right. We're, they're not. We're not fans of them. You know, uh, you I'm see sure. that bluish purple, whatever it is, gross mm-hmm. thing with the Viking head going coming in. And whenever I'm in Ellensburg and I see a Western shirt, which happens sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm always like standing around, like, is this going to have to be me or somebody else got to say something? Yeah, like, I oh, guess it's me. Yeah, <laughs> like, <yep. laughs> I'll uh, say something, even if it's you know jokingly, <laughs> so that it's not a big deal. Or, um, but uh, I remember being up at the the brew fest up in Cleon one day, and I turned around in line, and there was a Husky fan. And I was about to give him the business, and then sitting next to him was a Western Washington fan. I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it to you. There's a bigger offense going on. I don't there. like yours, sure, but I really don't like yours. The, no, I hope but the Wildcats take it to him, beat him in three, It'd and awesome. send them packing across the, the mountain pass. And the, So the, the football team's getting on an airplane, Yeah, I'm assuming, and they're heading south. Yes. They had a big matchup. We talked about it a little bit earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, Lone Star Conference game, I believe. That's right. Um, Looks like it's going to be a pretty good one for. I mean, it'll be a good one. We know they need to come ahead of this one. Uh, let's see what have we got here. The uh, Western New Mexico, Western New Mexico, or Eastern New Mexico, Eastern Sorry. Mexico. I mean, they're one and three. That, Their yeah. win was the New Mexico Highlands. They're an M. Yeah, I told you the conference right before we came on. RMAC, RMAC conference. So, yeah, um, lost to Midwestern State. Lost to Tarleton, who's a D one school now. They've struggled, and yeah. uh, 
and so if we want to be who 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 mm-hmm. uh, we're expecting ourselves to be and who we want to be, uh, we we should walk away with a W. And uh, you know, yeah. road games, long road games, can always be tough. Uh, but it sh- you know, I feel like we, we it should be a, a decisive victory. I'm not saying necessarily like 55 13, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna go on record saying we win this game 35 10. Yeah, 35 10. I like that prediction. Yeah, I think that would be enough for me to be like, yeah, that's how we should beat these teams. Yeah, we got to get this team beat because then I believe the Wildcats come home the following week. If Western I'm Oregon. correct, oh, yeah, those guys, and it's probably homecoming. Nope. Not what's homecoming this year? Homecoming's Midwestern State. Ballsy. Right. You know, but a good game though, right? Good game. Like that's what you want on homecoming, right? Yeah. And plus, you know what? I don't know. I We've had like a Western Oregon so much, and I wish I had my last set of game notes. But it's not mm. good for the Wolves to come to Tomlinson Stadium. That's a very good for point. homecoming. We I, ain't I mean, playing them here. I believe it is. I don't know if we've ever lost the homecoming, and if we have, yeah. it's like a one. It's 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 a it's a one. And uh, so they're probably relieved not to have to show up here because that's almost like an automatic L. <laughs> yeah, no, no joke. Homecoming weekend, alumni baseball game. Just saying, it's thrown out there that weekend. Yeah, it's on the you throwing darts? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be there. I'll be throwing some different kind of darts. Oh, back. Maybe I'll show up if if I'm in town. I might show up to that because there'll now be some faces talking. I like to see. I know that. Thank you to whoever scheduled the football schedule because they're out of town this weekend. I'm going camping. I'm fired up. I didn't miss Perfect. a home game. Perfect. So. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. Uh, the next step in their direction for being a Lone Star Conference champ. Yeah, absolutely. They're undefeated in conference right now. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're one week at a time. I'm sure if we talked to Coach Fist, they'd be like, we're worried about this game, this mm-hmm. game only. And that's the right mindset to have. Absolutely. Well, hopefully uh, good things to come for the Wildcats. I can't wait to get them back here and watch them, watch them play. Um, and, and a shout out to Lone Star Conference. Quit making us pay that to watch was the just games. A, we're like on the yeah. same page. I was gonna be like, you know, I got one beef with the yeah. Lone Star Conference. Big time. That's crap. That is. Sell your product. Right. Learn from the Pac-12. How, how they much, did it wrong. How much is it a month? It's like I don't know. I saw paying like didn't four or five dollars. I'm like, yeah. no. Are you, you know, kidding if me? If I could say this foot, this money is going to Central Football, yeah, I might do it. But it's not. If it was ten bucks for an X game package, probably do it. Yep. But it's like ten bucks a game or something like it's that. Not, it's not cool, man. No. And every school's got a puts out a different product that's you know, I'm not always paying for what I get. Like yeah. I can even say Central's not putting out a video worthy of me paying seven dollars no. to watch. And so it's it, it uh it's asinine. I'm, it's completely it makes me really upset. Yeah. I spent my money on the NFHS network instead. Yeah. Getting, getting more out of that. I just wish it was, you know, bigger D1. I'd find some bootleg playing it somewhere yeah. and watch it. But Yeah, if they had Texas, I bet someone's bootlegging it if somewhere. I get, if I contact the right people, I might try to get a login. I think that's a good idea. You know, <laughs> Lone Star Conference, just saying, get it together. Pac-12 disbanding, so yeah, look what they out. did. Figure it out. Yeah, 100%. Hey, that's, that's a good point. I pay about the same amount for my sports <laughs> to get Pac-12 Network, yes. SEC Network, B, that I'm paying to watch the Lone Star Conference. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on. Come on, people. It's not right. Help us out here. It's There's really a couple right. nuts that want to watch our Wildcat <laughs> right. play football. I just want to watch football. Yeah, come on in. Awesome. Well, Sammy, thank you so much. John, I hope you're feeling better. And until next time, get out there, watch some sports. Hopefully you can stream some for free, and uh, we'll uh, (laughs) talk to you soon.
KTS Valley Sports Talk is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Check us out and feel free to interact with us on all of our social media by searching KTS Valley Sports Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.